Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Viva Wellness Podcast. My name is Jarrell. And I'm Rachel. Nice to have you with us again. I feel like for a second you forgot where we were and what we were doing. <laughs> Me? Yeah, there was like a pause. Really? No, that was just for like, that was just you. I'm just, I'm antsy. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Dramatic effect. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, there was like a pause. I was like, did you temporarily forget why? We're <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, no. clearly I'm just impatient. Yes. So we are here today to talk about, I, you know, I want to say it, but it just makes me laugh. Um, so it's seasonal affective disorder, also known as SAD, but yes. it just sounds silly. So we're probably going to call it seasonal affective disorder, the winter blues, seasonal depression, SAD, and then every once in a while, maybe I'll throw in a SAD and laugh afterwards, even though, you know, that's not a joke about people who actually are suffering from this because it can be difficult but more so just the irony of the fact that when you're sad in the winter it's called sad right it's too on the nose yeah, yeah. i hope whoever did that actually did it on purpose i would hope so actually yeah like, they like i think so of like what can we call this and then they maybe they didn't even think about it but they saw like seasonal affective disorder is sad and then they were like perfect and they cheersed with whatever they were drinking or like celebrated with a cookie or something like that yeah it's all a little too cute but you know but anyway it's easy to remember and mm -hmm. i think a lot of people deal with it this time of year this time of year being january if you happen to be listening to this in the future and it's may or something <laughs> right. we're talking about this and recording this episode in the middle of january and it's actually kind of ironic because it's snowing here in new york city right now yeah a little bit of a blizzard so yeah a blizzard my, really, really yeah i think it's kind of it's i i feel like you've gotten soft in the lack of snow. i mean i'm not saying that it's actually a blizzard okay yeah because i'm like i don't even see wind gusting Oh, well, there's a little bit more wind where I am, but um, okay. yeah, I was just thinking like I have a 10 pound friend who's going to be pissed in like an hour. So that's a dog <laughs> for anyone who isn't aware. Yes. It's a dog. It's not, it's not a child or, or actually I was thinking that somebody might have thought you had like lost your mind and it was like a chicken or something. <laughs> no, it's Nomi is she likes the snow, but like not wind and snow, not when it's like actively snowing um because she's tiny and i think things scare her so that's going to be interesting but well, it's also a good segue though into how winter can be hard for people and <laughs> furry people you know grown people and furry people yes um and i think this has recently come up because the invention of social media allows people to share what they're going through more often uh, mental health is, while still stigmatized, less so. So I think people are more comfortable talking about it because it's a fairly new thing, right? I don't remember people really talking about it in such frequency like 10 years ago. Seasonal affective disorder? Yeah. Uh, At least like, because I feel like everybody is like, oh, winter blues. Oh, winter. for sure. Yeah. And so I think it was a thing if you were in the know, like if you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I feel like it gets thrown around pretty frequently to be like, oh, it's winter. I'm sad. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> See, it just works all the time. Right. Yeah. So what it actually is, is literally what it sounds like. It's mm -hmm. depression that pops up because of the winter, which yes. we're going to break down that down a little bit because it's 
as literal as it sounds, but it's also right. a little bit more serious than just, oh, it's cold outside, it's dark earlier, and therefore I'm not in the best mood. Yeah. Um, so without getting too boring and scientific, it actually stems from the fact that your circadian rhythms and your body functions and all of that kind of stuff going on is deeply affected by the lack of light. Yeah. Because it's dark a lot more often than it is yes. in July. And I think it really impacts people who work nine to fives yeah. or any kind, anything around that where you're basically waking up in the morning and going to work when it's dark and then sitting in fluorescent lighting all day mm -hmm. and then coming home when it's dark and you're never actually seeing sunlight. Absolutely. So it isn't so much a, oh, it's the winter and I don't like winter, but it's actually a biological response. Mm -hmm. Your body needs vitamin D and sunlight and all the other fun things that come with actually seeing the light of day. Yeah. And when you don't get that, you're, body's not happy and therefore your mental state can function function um functioning can suffer and all kinds of other you know bodily processes can suffer as well so that's literally what it is but that's not mm -hmm. what people often say when they talk about it yeah and i also wanted to add it's really interesting that we're recording this in early 2020 because actually the most uh from what i've read recently most people feel the worst uh, the worst of their symptoms um, during the months of January and February. So like right in the middle and in the thick of winter, um, you know, is when people tend to feel their symptoms the most. Obviously it starts earlier than that, um, but sometimes the holidays and sort of events can sort of mitigate those, uh, those feelings and symptoms uh, for some people. So we're, for a lot of you, you're probably feeling really the the brunt of it at this point. So um, yeah, I just think it's a very timely discussion. Which is really interesting because if you think mm -hmm. about it and think about it stemming from biological stuff, mm -hmm. you would think it would make more sense to feel it worse earlier in the year or right. like earlier in the winter in the season. Yeah. because the days are actually longer now than they were right. ago. but I think what you said gets into then the mental state and perception of it yeah that people start to feel not so great around this time of year and it mm -hmm. might not actually be a quote-unquote diagnosable seasonal affective disorder yeah but rather just what is actually then the winter blues right yeah, so I think that's a good sort of line to draw is that, you know, especially in city, in major metropolitan city, cities, especially on the Northeast, like everyone in New York is like, I have seasonal depression because what they really have is the quote unquote winter blues is the kind of normal changes that come with um, the winter time, shorter days. Um, and um, just like not having access to a lot of sunlight. Um, so there's a difference between sort of experiencing that lull, which is very natural um, and that most people will feel to some degree and then to it really being this disruptive kind of cluster of symptoms that then reaches a level of a diagnosis that probably requires much more support and treatment in whatever variety. 
Right. And, you know, and I think what you said is true that everyone kind of experiences this just, well, I shouldn't, I'm going to put an asterisk on that. If you are someone who really thrives on things happening and interactions with people and events and, you know, something on your calendar to look forward to, I think this is why this time Mm. of year is why everybody kind of comes out and is like, I'm, you know, having a really hard time. I'm losing my mind. Right. About it. Winter in theory, that was not so much true. Actually, December was very cold here. I shouldn't even say that, but winter in theory starts in December, but all the holiday stuff is happening. So even Mm -hmm. if it's snowing, even if it's doing whatever, you're probably getting out of the house. People are around. It's a crazy time of year. You're distracted. There's stuff happening. So it feels very similar to, you know, summer when -hmm. there's all kinds of stuff to do and vacations, it just feels similar. And so you might be like, oh, I'm a little salty. It's cold when I go outside to do all these things. Right. Doing the things for most people. January and February come and you're like, oh, it's still cold. It's still snowing and I don't have anything to do because now no one feels like they have to right? because of the holidays. And, you know, nobody's going to be like, I don't want to go to this Christmas party that my family does every year because it's cold. But right. maybe they're like, oh, you know, I could order in rather mm-hmm. than go out and I'm going to do that. Yep. Yeah. And then you don't have as much interaction. You don't have as many plans on your calendar. And then that goes to the literal only thing you then do is go from dark walk to work, commute to work, drive to work, whatever, to work, mm-hmm. to dark, commute home to work. And yeah. I mean, that sounds terrible. Yeah, no. And I'll, I'll just give you a personal example. Um, so I, in my neighborhood, there is a grocery store that's literally like, a part of my building and then there's a grocery store that is two to three blocks away since it's been colder i have foregone going to the grocery store that's two to three blocks away which is cheaper and have like relegated myself to the one that's literally in my building because i'm like it's dark i've already like i've already been out for the day i don't want to go back out even though i have to walk my dog um and so it's just like those changes, like those, the natural physical energy that I have or the motivation has changed because it's dark and it's cold. And so there's a lot less impetus to be like, okay, I'm going to walk the extra couple of blocks to save a little bit of money because that store is cheaper. I'm just going to do this. And so then I'm getting less steps in for the day. I'm um, spending more money than I ideally would like to. And so there's these sort of like, ways in which that adjusts my day-to-day life that you don't really feel in the summer because at least for me you know there's so many things to do I can go to this outdoor cafe and meet you know meet Rachel there meet other friends there do all these other activities Um, and that's kind of like the natural lull of things that happen because now we're in a different time of year. Which is so funny you say that because Mm -hmm. it goes back to that idea too of, of I think pre-planned, I don't know if that's the right word, but Mm. ease of activity. Mm -hmm. I feel that struggle hard in the midst of summer when it's 88 degrees and humid. And I'm Mm. like, no, like I am done. But Mm -hmm. there's so many things happening Mm -hmm. that I feel like it's very similar to the holiday season where you get out anyway, because it's like, oh man, I only have three months to go to the beach. Like, no, I'm not going to 
apartment when I only have three months to go to the beach or like, oh, this, you know, outdoor festival is only today or, well, we have Yankees tickets, so I guess I'm going to go sit in the heat Right. versus when it's kind of isn't as set and Mm -hmm. it's as festive, I guess. Yeah. Um, But I think that just really speaks to something to keep in mind generally if you're having a rough couple days, day, week, is that weather really affects you. And I think we forget that sometimes of how simple it is. I know that there have been times where I look back on a couple days where I'm just like, bleh. And I think about, I'm like, oh, it's been like damp and rainy the last two days. Yep. That makes sense. Because nothing else is really going on. And I'm like, what's happening? Mm -hmm. It's usually that. So weather really does have an impact on you, generally speaking. And I think most people... I will admit that I'm not, you know, hard in this camp, but I think most people respond worse or have a harder time dealing with the cold than any other weather. So I feel like it seems more prevalent because it's so consistent this time of year. Yeah. And then, and then there's also like, you know, aside from the social environmental changes there, well, this is environmental change, but um, you're also missing the vitamin D, right? right? That just naturally that helps you feel better. Right. And, and it's often a treatment for depression, actually like a supplemental treatment for depression a lot of times. Um, and fun fact, uh, because of the way that we process vitamin D, um, people of color or people with darker skin are more prone to vitamin D deficiencies. So if you are a person of color and you're listening to this, um, I would especially recommend that you speak to your doctor, check out your vitamin D levels, um, and maybe it's time to actually get prescribed a supplement temporarily to help get those levels up back to normal, you might see a really big difference in how you're feeling. Yeah, definitely. And that's, I think, a good transition into, you know, after we've kind of discussed the difference between, hey, you might have a really serious issue. And I think just to, you know, put it out there more directly, the difference is very similar to, we talked in a previous episode about anxiety and depression and mm-hmm. when it becomes a serious thing versus just being a human. And so we encourage you to go back and listen to that if you haven't, but yes. the biggest difference is how much does it interfere with your daily functioning, right? Mm-hmm. So it's snowing outside right now. I have dinner plans later and I'm not loving the idea of going outside, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but like that's to be expected. I'm going to go right. and I'm going to be salty when I'm walking to the restaurant, but <laughs> otherwise- salty. Yeah, because there's salt on the ground. Yes. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> you're proud of yourself for that one. Yeah, I am. <laughs> but otherwise, I it, it just like, I'm just kind of meh about it. Whereas if it right. was, you know, 55 and sunny, I'd be like, yeah, let's go outside. Mm-hmm. Versus if you're finding it really hard to just get up in the morning or to make it through your day, you know, I always say, especially when it's bad, whatever the bad weather is, I am usually fine once I'm at my destination, right? It's like right. I'm, that I'm walking through the snow, but like once mm-hmm. I get there, I'm like, oh, cool, glad I came. Yep. If you're just feeling like it's a struggle, no matter if it's snowing or if it's a sunnier day, I think that's the biggest indication that there's something else going on rather than just the fluctuation of the time of year. Yeah, yeah, but, absolutely. So what do you do about it? It's like, this is what everybody wants to know, right? Cool, we've identified right. the problem, now what do you do? So I will say that one of my biggest shifts, because I am somebody who I don't like when things aren't going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, February, this is true. yes, <laughs> February is my least favorite month because there's 
nothing really happening. Oh, um, all the Valentine's uh, people are going to come for your neck. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't do Valentine's Day. It's not a thing. I actually didn't even think about it when I said that. I know. However, New York Road Owners has moved one of their summer races to February. So that's a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like in the beginning of the month. And so I got the rest of the month. February is the shortest month. And to me, it always seems like the longest because just like <laughs> nothing happens in February. Right. I don't watch football. I don't like Valentine's Day. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll all move on. I hope it is what it is. I hope everyone can still be my friend. Right. Um, but for me, I know that even despite the fact that there is definitely a shortage of races, by comparison in April, there's one every single weekend. And mm-hmm. it's great. But, or just things going on in general, like baseball hasn't started yet. I mean, spring, right. I don't live in Tampa. Anyway, being active outside throughout the winter has helped. Um, and I will say this, that I know I come from a place of privilege in this respect of that. I don't work a traditional schedule. Mm-hmm. I get to go out at 10 o'clock in the morning when it's not freezing, mm-hmm. and it's sunny, but so I understand that not everyone can do that, right. but you don't have to necessarily like start training for a half marathon or anything like that through the winter, but take a walk in the middle of the day. Yeah. Get outside. Um, I understand it's significantly harder and honestly doesn't really help you if you're taking that walk at like seven o'clock at night, Right. but just take a walk in the middle of the day, um, get outside and get the vitamin D. It sounds so basic, but like actually see the light of day. Yeah. Um, that I think would be my number one thing to start with. Yeah. And also I'm going to get on a brief soapbox. Oh, um, I was, was going to do it and then you Bring did. it back. I'm going to bring it back. Thanks. <laughs> I'm you wouldn't know what I was doing. No. Nope. Pause and be like, what's that sound? Why are you messing up the podcast recording? I remember. So Soapbox comment is, we live in a capitalist country, United States. Everyone feels very like 95% of the clients I talk to are like, I can't take breaks during the workday. That's a lie. You can. Your boss might not like it. It might have some other consequences, but please, especially this time of year, take a break, get outside in the middle of the day. If it's your walk to go get lunch, if it's just, if it's a smoke break, which not my favorite, but do your thing, whatever it is, get outside, get exposure to the sunlight. It will absolutely help. Yes. That's it. You're going to make the sound of stepping off the soapbox. You're just going to hang out there for till we're done. Maybe I'll just stay here for a while. Okay. Yeah. So, yes. So, yes, getting out in the middle of the day is, you know, one of the easiest ways that you can sort of combat this. And I think just to add on what we're saying before, you know, if you're really struggling, this is a really good opportunity to speak to a doctor. Um, contact a local therapist so you get some objective feedback about what's going on with you. If you speak to the doctor, you can obviously have them run uh, your blood labs and get, you know, some information about your vitamin D, um, you know, and you can work on these other lifestyle things, which we'll talk more about and and treat yourself and, and get the treatment that you need in order to get back to a better level of functioning. Yeah, I would also add going back to that idea of part of the reason why assuming you're not kind of on the severe end of this, right. That people struggle is because there isn't anything going on, make things go on. Yeah. 
um, you know, it's not going to be the same as when it's June, just mm -hmm. because it's not as easy to step outside your door. Walking, or especially if you live in a city, mm -hmm. walking is the activity when the weather's nice, right? You don't even have to go anywhere for, right. you know, a, a lunch to turn into an all day affair. Right. But you can make plans, whether it's to see something that you have always had on your bucket list and you have never actually gone. I had this conversation with a client the other day and I don't remember in what context, mm. but we were talking about that. There's just like these things that you keep saying you're going to do like, Oh, I'm going to go to this restaurant. Like I'm going to go to this thing. Fun fact for probably five years. One of mine and Jarrell's things was governor's Island. There's a fun Island in New York city for those who aren't familiar with like food trucks. Super and cute. And it's hammocks. You can swing yep. on a hammock. There are slides. But for like years, we kept saying, we got to go to Governor's Island. And then we never went. And now we go over here. Yeah. So the point being is that you could end up discovering something that can become a really fun January, February tradition. If you have the means and time to do it, book a vacation. Yeah. Have that be your thing, right? If there's nothing exciting to do where you live, because, you know, maybe you live in like Minnesota where it's just, I don't even know how people live there if you're not <laughs> actually a polar bear. Right. But, and you just want to leave, have that be the time that you book your vacation. You know, I gave a shout out to New York Roadrunners because they put their summer race in February. And mostly that's because in August it was really hot and unpleasant. And February does not. But right. find something to do that you can look forward to that gets you out of the house. Like, I don't know what it would be like to not have a spring race to be training for because I haven't done it in years ever. Mm -hmm. Well, ever in my life, but you know, since I started. Right. But it's nice because it also gets me out of the house. Like, I am sure that there are days where if I didn't have to go as often or as far, I would have a much harder time at the very least if I didn't have a reason to do it. So put a spring goal fitness goal on your calendar that gets you out, right? Do a steps competition with friends, mm -hmm. whatever you need to do to make things happen when there normally are not things happening, find winter things to do. Yeah. And I think what's really like a part of the underpinning of that, like psychologically, it's also having something that's novel or new is actually really, um, sort of like arousing physiologically, right? So it gets your system excited and engaged again. So this will be a really good time to find like a new thing to do also, right? So if that's a new vacation or a new destination or a new activity, a new competition, a new something, that newness really does help give a little bit extra motivation and energy. Um, so it could provide a, a nice little boost for you when you're already feeling kind of down in the dumps. Do you know what? It's still on the list. Speaking of things we have said we're going to do, but no. I was waiting for you. Cause I was like, I know there's something. Yeah. The shuffleboard bar. Oh yeah. There's a bar in Brooklyn for people who don't know, you know, just by me saying the shuffleboard bar that has shuffleboard and it's a bar. It's like, you know, really good name that I've given. This <laughs> well, um, I just had the thought that we kind of sound like retirees because it's like, yeah, we're going to like lay in the hammocks uh, and eat any yeah, food. And then we're going to go play shuffleboard. People don't think shuffleboard is cool. I first right. played shuffleboard in San Diego when I was like eight years old and thought it was just the most fun thing ever. <laughs> and I still feel similarly, but I forget that I do get reactions from people who don't know that to be right. like, wait, shuffleboard. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
I enjoy games anyway, (laughs) but yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going on like four years because I think originally that was going to be like a 30th birthday thing and spoiler, Mm. I'm 30. So maybe that's something new we have to do in the winter. Maybe it is. And you know what? Everyone can hold us accountable because if a year from now we're talking on this podcast (laughs) and we have not been to the shuffleboard bar, I don't know. Someone should yell at us or something. I was going to say someone can get a prize, but like I have no idea what that would be. (laughs) Exactly. We could give to anybody who listened to both episodes. Anyway, do something new is the moral. Do something new. Um, And if you are just to go back to seasonal affective disorder, like formally, like, so there are a couple ways that you can deal with that too, is one of the most recommended treatments is phototherapy or light therapy. Um, So you probably heard people talk about light therapy boxes. And essentially there are these, you know, specific kind of lamps that provide light that you should sit under for or sit by for 20 to 30 minutes each morning. Um, And it helps, as Rachel talked about earlier, sort of reset the circadian rhythm, get you back into a more normal kind of setting, for lack of a better term. Um, Now, the thing is about this is that this isn't something that you really want to do without supervision because, or like with recommendation from a doctor or a licensed health provider, is because it actually can have some side effects, um, especially if you have existing mental health issues. Um, so you definitely want to consult with someone if you're trying to undergo light therapy. Um, it could definitely change things for you, uh, hopefully in better in better ways, but sometimes it can pose some challenges. So that's something to think about too. Um, and aside from that, like obviously therapy is a good strategy to figure out like individual and personalized ways to help you work through seasonal affective disorder. Sometimes medication might be helpful, vitamin D supplements, all those things that we've kind of mentioned. Those are kind of the more formal things. Like if you're dealing with a diagnosis, the best kind of treatment options. Yeah. And I'm nodding as you were saying that about the light therapy mm-hmm. and it should be an entirely different podcast episode, but please don't try anything that would be considered treatment for a condition until someone, a qualified, trusted mental health medical professional has told you that you have that condition. Yeah. Just because there are side effects and there are actually things and without going into like every example of this, because there are a lot, but there are actually things that if you think you have one thing, but you have something else can actually, Mm -hmm. you actually have worse. Yep. So if you don't have a trusted medical mental health professional, this is something which this will be a future podcast episode for everyone listening about just how to advocate for yourself in healthcare situations and how to navigate all of this. But I would say start the process now. Um, Actually, that's probably true of anybody who even doesn't have any type of severe seasonal Mm -hmm. disorder going on. New Year's a good time to start the sometimes long and frustrating and mind-numbing process of finding some trusted healthcare providers just for when things like this come up in the future because it's just never a good idea to really self-diagnose anything, especially when it's a new condition. Yeah, for sure. But, and otherwise, I would say the only other kind of generic tip is to also embrace some of the winter stuff that might mm-hmm. seem not enjoyable. Um, 
I, I know that I always get into this pattern of summer is obviously busier. And by the time we hit August, I'm like, oh my God, I cannot wait for winter when I have a day where there's nothing happening because you don't want, yes, the obvious answer is like, we'll just make nothing happen in the summer. But similarly to what we talked about earlier, you don't want to miss the things. Right. You, know, you don't want to skip out on the holiday party. You don't want to miss a beach day. You know, you want to take advantage of the things that are happening only in a specific time of year right. because it's not like I can say, well, I'm tired this weekend in July so I guess I'll go to the beach in October like that's not quite how that works unless you live in Florida and by by all means but embracing some of that stuff that probably only happens around this time of year like I don't know a lot of other people that have as much time as they do in January or February to you know binge watch a new show or Mm -hmm. drink hot chocolate and finish five books in a month right so embrace that I know that society tells you that you're supposed to be out and doing all of the things all the time with all the people but if that's not you and you actually enjoy just having a Sunday where you don't necessarily need to leave and bonus it's like 20 degrees so you don't want to anyway Mm -hmm. this is the time of year for that rest recharge tackle things around the house that you don't normally have time to do exactly and just yeah. embrace that this is a slower time of year. So take advantage of it before, you know, because soon enough it will be spring and then summer and then you'll be like running all over the place and then it's the holidays and then happy 2021. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was quickly. That happened quickly. Yeah. Uh, that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. And I was uh, on that note, um, you know, one of the things that I tend to do a lot more of kind of makes sense during this time of year is baking. Right. So because it's like it requires it's usually better done when it's cold outside. You kind of feel like, oh, I'm going to bake these things and blah, blah, blah. Um, but on that note, uh, one of the other things that you can be really mindful of is food and nutrition. Um, so naturally, this time of year, when it's cold and dark, maybe wet, is we have this tendency to kind of eat like bears um, and eat more fatty things, more salty things. Uh, all that stuff, which is you should definitely enjoy. However, it's it's important to be kind of more conscious of it this time of year because that also can bring your energy down and make you feel a little heavier, um, not just physically, but like emotionally as well. Kind of it gives you that extra weight. And so, one of the things you could do to kind of moderate, um, you know, the influence of this time of year is really make sure that you're getting a wide range of food in your like weekly nutrition, uh, not just all of the bread. I know Rachel's rolling her I'm eyes. I'm like, I'm scowling. Like, what's, not, why can't we not, eat all bread? Not just all of the bread, not all of the macaroni and cheese, like not all the mashed potatoes, but really mixing it up so that you're still getting the things that you might eat more of in summer um, because like that's kind of the cuisine. So try and like really mix it up and that can help moderate your energy levels too. Um, and it can make things like moving just a little bit easier. Not only did Jarell just buzzkill all your favorite winter foods. <laughs> but they're mine too. I mean, it's true. But I will also just say I have not seen the fruits of this baking more in the winter labor. So That's I, not true. That is, when was the last time? It was not in the winter. Yeah, it was. What? I don't remember. Right. But like the end of 2019, I'm sure. No. Yes. No. The pot, the sandwich cookies were when? In the fall. All right, well. Yep. One Christmas, we got these like lovely lemon cookies for, 
before are present and they were great and then they were gone and I've never <laughs> yes they were uh um lemon rosemary cookies yeah, yeah. right had them once and then nope just really good all this time baking who knows where all the baked goods go but all bitterness aside because <laughs> I don't have homemade baked goods is all of that is true you know your favorite winter comfort foods but also right. keep in mind too that it is heavier than what you would normally eat when you are more active and so that also might be you know like a self-fulfilling prophecy in terms right. of why it's harder to kind of get moving yeah. but also play in the snow if you're yeah. somewhere where it snows and you're like man it's cold I don't know what to do cool go put your stuff on and play in the snow go yeah. sweat I've heard little kids screaming already today outside I mean, I feel like you're just bitter about that because you permanently broke yourself sledding. I mean, I guess that's true, but you know, such is life. Right. <laughs> the true story. Jarrell has had back pain for years because of a sledding accident. Yeah, it's really a non-salacious story and low-key embarrassing. I will also say the sledding came when we were in our like mid-20s. This was not like a- Also true, so should have known better. I don't know that that's the takeaway. I mean, a little bit. You just have to sled better. Right. You have to be like super mindful as like an adult. Or just more skilled. I mean, right. But how would I be skilled at sledding? I don't know. Right. Google it. (laughs) Right. Um, But yeah, like, so those are some important like lifestyle kind of like wellness centered things that you can think about to kind of like battle the winter blues. Obviously, if you're also dealing with seasonal affective disorder, um, these strategies will also be helpful. But again, if that's something that you're dealing with, it's important to work with someone to figure out how you can make these things happen. Because, you know, seasonal affective depression disorder is, is depression. And so it poses a real barrier to implementing things, finding the motivation and energy that you know, someone without the diagnosis might be able to easily sort of gather together. Um, and so if you're having a really difficult time sort of doing some of the things that we're talking about, reach out to someone and see if they can help you get to where you wanna be. Don't sort of internalize that difficulty to mean that you're lazy or unmotivated or that um, you, know, you suck, which sometimes I hear in clients, um, really reach out for support and figure out you know, how someone can help you get there. Truth. You know? You gonna step off your soapbox now that we're officially done? Sure. Okay, cool. Yes. And if you have any tips that have worked for you or questions, you can reach out to us on social media. You can find both of us, all of us, us, including Nomi. I was like, who's all? All Including Nomi. You can send her well wishes for her trek through what probably feels like an Arctic expedition for her. (laughs) Probably. Uh, We are at Viva Wellness NYC, and I am at Rachel Gersten. And I'm at Jarell Caravello. And while you're thinking of things to do as you're stuck inside because it's cold, please rate, review, subscribe, share with a friend, share on social media. If you tag us, we'll repost and say thank you. And yeah, I was trying to think of like some cool acronym or saying for like rate, review, subscribe, but it just becomes R's. Right. Not exciting. R-S-R. No, okay, he can't do it. Anyway, I'll think. But either way, if you have an idea, you can share that with us too. But in the meantime, 
please make sure that you are subscribed and you've left a rating and review and shared with at least one person, preferably everyone you know, but one person's fine. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have questions for us, feel free to send us a note at podcast at vivalonesnyc.com. Your comments, your questions might be in an upcoming episode. So We have a podcast email address. We do. Is this new? It is. Okay. <laughs> I feel better. I was like, wait, I'm sorry, what? Who, who's manning this email address? So I got you. Don't worry. All right, cool. Learn something new every day. <laughs> we look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.